0: nine ignition sequence starts six, five, four, three, six,
1: two, One. welcome to the alien probe podcast it's saturday december 17th 2022 i'm doug hey right again today is dr bill what's going on bill hey nothing much lots to talk about today well kind of well
0: yeah kind of there's always a lot a lot to talk about.
1: <laughs> There's always a lot. Well, we get to it all.
0: That's the problem. Hey, did you see anything new on the um, report to Congress? I saw a couple of things this morning. No. Was it supposed to come out finally? I don't know. What they're not going to tell us? I don't know what's going on, but I saw something on MSN and on Reuters where they're talking about the new report yeah. saying there's been hundreds of new observations with of UFOs, but they didn't give any specifics or any linkage to the new report. So I I think it's suggesting that the report has finally been given to Congress. So maybe in the next week or so, we'll we'll get to see it. The unclassified report. Yes, I'm looking forward to that.
1: And I'm sure it's not going to say anything more than we know. So, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Confidence yeah. is not high. They, they were going to have some revelation. They, but I heard twenty twenty three is the year that things are going to come to light. I remember that keeps getting, you know, mentioned by different people that twenty three is going to be the year. So maybe they're waiting till after New Year's for the who knows for the alien announcement. Yeah, they're they're finally going to admit that the government's been talking to the aliens since you know Eisenhower or whatever
0: since. 1923.
1: (laughs) I don't know. We don't know what they're going to come up with this time. They keep saying they're going to say something, and then they don't say anything, and everything's redacted, and it's got a whole page, and it's got one word, and in the middle of it. And we're hoping
0: that they'll come up with something new. It should be 300 pages with one word visible. This report, the news reports are saying that... um, there's no evidence of government contact with aliens. And I think that might be from the, the, they were supposed they were mandated. Congress told the military and stuff to go through their records and look for stuff like this. So that might be a reference to that saying that we found no evidence of any records of the government contact with alien civilizations or aliens. Okay.
1: On that note, Doctor Gary Nolan.
0: Yes, he gave a lengthy interview to Event Horizon podcast. Yeah. Yeah, and he's
1: a Dr. Nolan went he went to well, he was a director of something at Stanford. Was it
0: He's a professor Pathology or biophysics or whatever? He's what he? he's a professor in pathology, I think. Department of Pathology. Yeah. And I remember him when I was there. He's our age. Oh, was he, he was there when you were there? Yeah. Yeah. I I, uh, I sat in a meeting with him in another lab. The lab I was in was going to, the this one lab and his lab came and had a big meeting with the lab I was in because they were talking about uh, some sort of collaborative project and they wanted some of our expertise to do something and it never happened. But I can remember the meeting and he was there yeah I didn't realize it at the time he's our age, so oh no kidding Yeah, not seem like it no ever. no no he's he's our age, and I didn't even think about that when I saw him at um when I was at Stanford he was i guess I thought he was my i thought he was my age, but I don't know um I didn't really think about it, but he um In this interview, he said when he was 10 years old, he saw a UFO as a paper boy, And that made me go, wait a minute, there's a, there was a a certain people, only people that are a certain age used to be paperboys. Yeah, so our age. Our age. So I, (laughs) and he said when he was 10 years old, and I'm like, okay. So I looked it up, I looked up his, uh, tried to look up his age and went on Wikipedia and they put his, his age at approximately 1961 question mark. So he's he's did our generation. Say I
1: delivered for the San Francisco Chronicle. Was that on his resume? San Francisco Chronicle paper, boy. <laughs> I bottom. I started
0: with everything. I well, I did Daily Review. You did Daily Review, Tribune, and San Francisco Chronicle. I have yeah. a. I don't know where yeah, he lifer. Yeah, I don't know where he grew up. I don't know where he. Um, I I don't know. I don't know, but he was a paper boy and yeah. when he was ten years old he said he saw a flying saucer, which is why he's had a lifelong interest in this. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty high power for
1: somebody who's has this much involvement in it. Yeah. And he was talking to who's the guy he was talking to? John Michael Godier? Is it Godier? Glyard? Yeah.
0: I didn't know a lot about this. He was interviewing him. Yeah. It's a they have a it's a big uh big website on youtube and i guess they started just started doing podcast, but i'd never heard of it but they do have a lot of interesting interviews on that that event horizon yeah. podcast and i've seen i've seen two or three interviews with with gary nolan and i thought which were pretty good and he he covers the same sort of uh story I mean, he, you know, he has a limited amount of... He has a story to tell about his investigations into UFOs. Yeah, but I heard a, one previously where he said he'd seen UFOs. I have never heard this before, where he said he'd seen a UFO when he was 10. And that would explain his uh, his fascination with, with the topic. And I, I, I wish I had seen a UFO while delivering newspapers bright and early at 4.30 or 5.30 in the morning. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there was some weirdness, but it's
1: like when you're that age, you're kind of like, yeah, <laughs> unless it's something big and pronounced, you know, you wouldn't see things. There was a lot in the sky back there in the 60s, you know, that could, that could be discussed, I think, but well, this I was
0: he trying to put the rubber band around the paper. Well, given his approximate yeah. age, uh, he probably saw this in the early 70s. So when we yeah. were then, that's when we were paper boys. So, cause you yes. can start, you start, they wouldn't let you be a paper boy. You could start being a paper boy when you turn 10. And I can remember, you know, thinking that, well, oh, that was great. It was a big deal to be able to be a paper boy 10. Can you imagine now? No. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Fifth grade in fifth grade. Yeah. Kids would never be able to do that. They're not even kids Get up at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Not even they're well, not. Did
1: you have the afternoon route? Did you have the daily review afternoon route? Daily
0: review was afternoon. Tribune was afternoon. And then you had the Sunday paper. The review had two. Daily Review had two. They had a morning
1: and an afternoon edition.
0: For the, the I... morning. Did they have a morning? That came later. Yeah. Yeah, there was that's one time. I don't know if it was
1: while we were doing it, but there were two. I delivered the review in the morning, I didn't do it in the afternoon.
0: I also had this I don't crappy. that. Hear about? It.
1: I had this huh?
0: crappy. The shopping something I had. The I shopping news week. that was by the Daily Review, and that was every house got it. That yeah, and that was eagle. That filled the whole my dad's pickup
1: truck. I would have to buy him beer, and then he'd drive me around and deliver. I'd throw papers out of the back of a pickup truck. I did that with you a couple of blew- times. Yeah, it's yeah. easy. He'd yeah, throw, each one of us take a side. Yeah. and just drive down the middle of the road, drinking his Coors.
0: <laughs> yep. i remember doing that a couple that times badass. yeah I remember doing those that. were the days so those i don't remember days. a morning daily review though and i did yeah. daily review through up to high school like sophomore yeah, junior they, sophomore year junior year
1: pretty sure they had two editions Man. but i know maybe they did did you have the so you had the afternoon
0: i did the afternoon maybe the Maybe the Chronicle was the morning. The Chronicle paper. was in the yeah. morning. The Chronicle was always the morning paper. And you were Maybe doing, you I did the that. Chronicle in high school. And I stuck with the, I, for some reason, I stuck with the Daily Review, even though it paid the least. But my, yeah. my route was really when we moved into that apartment after that we had to move out of our house. The, um, but my route was right on, was like two or three streets around where I lived. It was an easy route because it's just easy. Yeah, it's yeah, flat, not on the hills. My old route was on the hills. I hated that. Yeah, yeah. So I had when I had the
1: Chronicle, I had one street, Stanton, and I'd go up just
0: one, but there was a million houses on it and apartments. But oh, the apartments you know. are drag because you got to go in and yeah. and put the papers on. Yeah, it. You, you go upstairs and drop. You yeah, you just drop. I can remember just dropping them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you I had you
1: to make too much noise. You're waking up everybody.
0: I had one house on the hilly route when I had uh, when I was younger, not the when I was in high school and middle school in the flats. But there was this one house that had like a double angle stair that went up and then a porch, and I could hit the porch from the street because it was such a drag to go up those steps and put it put yeah. the uh, thing so. Most of the time, not every time, but most of probably nine times out of ten, except for Sundays, because it was too heavy. Oh, I, Sundays! I could hit the, I could hit that, hit that porch from the street, and that was like the last mm. house on my route. So it was like you hit the porch, you know, up two two angled steps, two flights of steps, hit the porch, and then it was all downhill on the way home. You don't throw the Sunday paper; it's like a freaking dirt no. flame. No, so and yeah. then. And there was a million inserts
1: that you had to put in. I mean, we'd have to put all the different inserts in there. And
0: I couldn't carry I'd all. Look at them and go, I think three inserts. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't carry all my Sunday papers. I'd have to carry, I think I was able to do. Yeah. I think I had to do a street and then go back and, and reload yeah. and then do another street. And so that was a drag. So, and then the prep. Yeah, they delivered them to your
1: house though, right? Did they delivered them. Yeah.
0: And then I was able to, they're, they're, I was in an apartment. So, and then there was a uh, storage room. It's actually the garbage room. Uh, that they they do the garbage room in the bad weather, and then I could do on the side where there was shaded area where I could prep everything. But I would prep the uh, I'd prep the inserts the night before, and then bring them all down to the garbage room in the morning, and then do all the inserts down there because that's where the papers they were del- delivered. They delivered mine to the short
1: stop that was on the corner down by Castro Valley Boulevard. And all the drunk would be in there early, well, five o'clock, four thirty, five o'clock. Oh, the mini all the drunk people. The twenty mark. The twenty four. Yeah. Okay. So people, drunk people, hey, can I buy a paper? I couldn't sell them one because I had just enough, you know, and they'd be pissed off that I wouldn't sell them a paper.
0: That was the and,
1: you know That was the chronicle too. Yeah. Yeah. And so they would but I on Sundays I would have to take half. And go up Stanton and then I'd take the other half and there was a little, couple little streets behind to stop oh, yeah. and rob there and I'd just leave the papers. I don't know how they never got stolen. Yeah, but um I mean, they they back look like then, they're today people would think nothing about taking yeah. the paper boys. I think I think the store person would keep an eye on them for
0: me. Yeah. Did, yeah, it was brutal.
1: I did that I did that into senior eye. Yeah, i stopped. stop. Yeah. I think I stopped my sophomore year.
0: Sophomore year, I think I
1: stopped. And you'd have to collect and then collecting. Collecting for the Chronicle. You'd have to ask for money. I learned my AR skills, my accounts receivable skills. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> In my paperboy days. And, you know, they'd move. And then I was, before I was driving, they would move. And they would they'd leave without paying you. Yeah. But if I ever needed money to go partying, I was always had I had my little collection book and I'd go out and hit a few people for collecting for the chronicle. All right, we got beer money. <laughs> yeah, well, that
0: works. The um yeah, I can remember that collecting. I think they went to an envelope system after that where you Yeah, would... everything was billing was Yeah, billing. yeah. Uh, that that actually got pretty easy cuz then you just give them an envelope and they'd mail it to you. You give them a I think it was prepaid. I think I used to do prepaid envelopes. Yeah, so it got easier towards the end. I remember one guy shows up and he goes, "You got change for a hundred? I said, "Yeah, I can give you that." He goes, well, "You're gonna have to come back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One time
1: they moved. I had a guy that moved to Hayward. He owed me like I don't know why I don't know why I let the AR go this long, but I went. A what is
0: AR? Lines. You keep saying what is AR? Accounts receivable. Oh. Accounts receivable. Oh, very corporate. Very corporate.
1: So the AR. So uh they didn't call it that. They just it was called getting your money. So yeah. my dad drove me to the, it was probably when I was still a, i was younger. And uh the guy moved to Hayward. He owed me some money. And my dad's like, we're going to go get it. <laughs> they had a forwarding address. So we went to this guy's store. He was so surprised. Collecting. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I canceled the was, paper. He was mortified that I showed up at his new address to get my money. Like he could skip out and never have to pay. Yeah, I screwed the paper boy. Yeah. Because <laughs> whatever you know, the papers, you paid them first. So if yeah. you, did, yeah. you paid the Chronicle or Daily Review because you give them your money. You your were and stuff. And you then were owed. And yeah. then if anybody owed any money and you got screwed,
0: you're the review <laughs> That's you you the review you had to pay for the papers and you kept what was left over. Well, so if somebody stiffed you, it's, it's I got, I, I can do. remember at least one person moved and I never got my money and it might have been more than one or two. I wasn't really, um, oh, it was yeah. an e- it was an easy route. And I think, um, I think there's only like one, there was one side street where there was like a little apartment building and somebody moved and, um, always the apartments yeah <laughs> and and but i think that's the only time i didn't didn't get um uh, get my money yeah that was um yeah it was okay it was okay i think it's i'm i wouldn't um i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to do it now yeah it was an income i wouldn't want to do it now i mean not now this day and age no. not at this age this day and age kids i kids would...
1: in the fifth grade out in the street in the dark yeah you know no, it's it's all bad right now i'm sorry it just is
0: well our town was uh yeah. it was it was pretty quiet back then and the uh um, yeah they
1: called it a bedroom community
0: yeah and the um the streets community. weren't this traffic was very um very minimal at the time now i think it's crazy there but the uh yeah. i can remember riding my bike and the weather was really rainy and uh i almost got hit by a car <laughs> and they didn't have their headlights on when there were rain and it's like you couldn't really cuz the way the rain was you couldn't really tell you couldn't really tell the car was moving and the visibility was really low and it was like after that it was like i can remember after that in that uh after that ha- almost got hit by that car i did the rest of my route dry, riding on the sidewalk yeah so cuz it was cuz the weather was so bad you know, and getting soaked to the skin delivering yeah. papers yeah oh and, yeah and your paper you have to keep your papers dry or, the, pa- or you had those bags and you
1: they put them in the paper you know and they'd shove it in the bag and then you just wrap wrap them throw them in the
0: bag did you they're <laughs> easy to throw though so you grab them by the end yeah you just, <laughs> did you put the bags on over your socks so your feet would stay dry
1: i never i, I do that.
0: that i would put no, the I bags i'd that. put the bags on like over my socks and then put my tennis shoes on to keep my feet dry when i was doing the Doing Pretty it in the resourceful,
1: way, Bill. I never. Thought, hey, they fit like socks. They that. were
0: great. Uh, they, it, it, it was a bummer when they tore, because they would like te- tear around your <laughs> Lots toes. The water would get in. Yeah, and then you're just like, ah, oh, you're comfortable and you're riding your your bike and pouring rain and your feet are dry and your dry feet are nice. So your feet are dry and you're feeling good, and then a like a hole would get get in one of the the bags and then one foot would just yeah. start getting wetter and wetter and wetter and you're just like, ah, oh, this is terrible.
1: So, But it felt so good to get home. I remember I'd stop oh. at Winchell's and get a hot chocolate. Winchell's, Sunday morning. Ride home. Sunday morning, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. All the paper yeah.
0: boys would sit in front of Winchell's drinking a hot chocolate and eating their donuts. I remember that. I yeah. always sit like a line of paper boys sitting there um, doing yeah. their... Good old Winchell's and the police. And then, of course, the police. <laughs> well, you got... The police would be there oh yeah the cops would be there and well the the uh tribune shack was around the corner where all the tribune because you if you had the tribune in yeah. that area you'd go to the shack and you'd you'd prep your yeah. papers at the shack the,
1: the shack
0: the tribune shack the shack and yeah. the daily review they would deliver the papers to the paperboy's door your house yeah and you'd, and you'd prep them so then uh but yeah the sunday sunday mornings you finish your route sit, yeah. get a get a hot chocolate and a uh a, a chocolate glazed donut and then sit sit a line of paper boys wearing their paper bags talking and eating donuts and and uh thanks it was good times it was a great upbringing good well for you good uh yeah that was good <laughs> he uh he hated it no oh, i hated that town <laughs> that was awesome nuke it and oh, burn it awesome. to the ground <laughs> But yeah, no, there's a lot of good memories, but it was a shithole, and it's a worse shithole anyway. now. <laughs> anyway, well, we don't see. destroy my yeah, no, my childhood memories
1: because Bart moved in after we left. That
0: Bart got go really bad. Oh, Bart. Bay, Bay Area rapid yeah, transit. no, it was bad when we lived there. It was the problem. Yeah. Is is it was a suburban hellhole. Um. So, suburban hellhole. Anyway. Anyway, anyway we on a happier note, really I, don't re- I don't want to. I don't want I don't want to address the. Uh, I don't want the dichotomy of our our We're childhood, st- where mine was joyous mine and happy, was and, happy awesome and yours. Was, and I can't tell you why. And yours was <laughs> yours was miserable, and well, mine was actually it was okay. Storybook. It was oh, I grew up in. I grew up in Fantasy Island. Uh, yeah, it was okay. It's all right. Mine sucked. It's like we moved. Oh, God. <laughs> But yeah. So anyway, Gary Nolan. Gary Nolan, paper boy. With
1: some of Gary's high points? You know, he was a paper boy. That's what um, pa- we got so far.
0: Paper he boy, went, and he started um, the Stanford. He's a professor of pathology at Stanford, and he builds fancy microscopes that do multiple function specific task. And then he spins off these these uh, microscopes to these analytical machines he spins them off to companies or builds companies around him so it's a good gig but yeah i've been curious how a professor at stanford could even be interested in um ufos and him explaining that he saw something when he was 10 years old as a paper boy is uh very interesting very cool and it it explains a lot why he continues to pursue this and has been uh, been doing this for quite a while. I wish I'd known about it. Well, I can't say that yeah, if I back knew
1: that he's not going to be talking about it. back
0: then. He might have. You have to look up when he did the star child thing with uh, Greer, the space yeah. alien thing. And I, I got some actually coming back in the I'll make a note coming back when we come back in January or I come back in January. I want to take a look at that Star Child thing. So Greer, Charles Greer, I think is his name, he gave um Gary Nolan samples from this child that was recovered from like the the Andes. And the child has like a little face. What's his name? Steve. Steve Stephen Greer. Steven Greer, sorry. He's got like a little face and then it's got the big alien type head. Yeah. And he gave that, and Gary Nolan took that and analyzed that, and they published a paper. And Stephen Greer is mad at Gary Nolan and says that Gary Nolan sold out and took a bunch of money to sort of suppress the truth of the Star Child. And they they sequenced this DNA, and they identified a series of mutations that would explain well, this. Um,
1: why it was like that. It's not
0: really a star child.
1: It's really just a child.
0: Well, in science, science you have to be willing to uh, consider alternative hypotheses. I don't know anything about the star child or the analysis, but I want to look at the paper and look at these mutations. And the question is, if the child had lived with these mutations, would the child have lived with these mutations or were these fatal mutations? And the thought occurred to me based on no information about the star child, that what if this was a um, you know, what if this is like the future um, people, future people, like <laughs> that book you were reading? Uh, Trans-identified yes, flying object on the identified.
1: what something tra- I need to talk about on that too? trans um,
0: term What's the term that you use for this? Inter- intradimensional, int- intradimensional, not interdimensional. Tra- they travel in time. You were saying the the tem- yeah, tempestrials, travel time travelers, tempest- inter- sorry. In- inter- interpestrials. So what Tempestral. if the um, you could ask the question? What if the uh, star child, based on no information on my part? was a child from the future, space alien, or something from our future, and these mutations are what occur naturally in the future. So I don't know. I gotta... Well, you know I, I like that hypothesis. However, they
1: do say that it was a condition, the kid's condition was from, this is only alternate hypothesis. Alternate. Okay. Hydrocephalus. Hydrocephalus, which is, means large head condition.
0: Water in the brain.
1: Hydro, you know, water.
0: Yeah, Hydra
1: Hydracephalus head. And, um, so he said, a... "With that, we'll do." Yeah, with that, I want to mention. I know we're going to jump up. We'll jump right back on. But in the uh, in identified flying object book, I wanted to mention something about big headed. You know, our
0: heads getting bigger. Big heads, like the butt, and, um, like the butt heads and Star Trek.
1: Sec- Yeah, exactly. So cesarean sections were. In 1975, percent of people, five percent of women, people, women, had uh, cesarean sections, and uh, to 20 percent in 1996, all the way up to 32 percent, 322 percent in 2014. That's be- one of the reasons is because
0: this is in this is in this is in Africa, right? In Guatemala, India, no China. Uh,
1: According to the author,
0: Doctor Michael P. Masters. So this, I go worldwide. I don't know if it's worldwide. Worldwide, it's probably one or two percent as an emergency procedure. Not
1: everybody can perform that procedure. (laughs) And he's stating that it's part of it is because the hospitals make more money, and they just tell them that they have to have it. And they they do it, which that does not does make a little bit of sense. You know, well, we're going to do it this way. It doesn't look like we'll be able to get the child's head through the birth canal. Well, so uh, we're going to have to do a C-section. So, I mean, none of my kids, I guess my kids are small-headed because none of them. They and that's had why had their
0: voices C-section. are so high. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The, the big complaint you know? about C-sections is, well... The big complaint about C-sections is the C-sections are a convenience for the doctors. So it's like the babies in label, uh, moth babies in label, the moms in labor and the, you know, it's coming on five o'clock and the doctor's like, "Ah, I want to go, I got, or it's, you know, coming up to golf time or whatever it is. Yeah. It's like, okay, all right, we're going to deliver this baby now. is it
1: really easier to slice i've never seen this done and you probably know all about it but is it really easier to slice the woman open put her intestines on her stomach and pull the baby out and then put them back uh
0: yes have you seen the um (laughs) have you ever seen it done? (laughs) seen these reports of uh women killing other women to get their babies and the baby and the babies live it's there's been quite a few reports in the news like i've You'll see one at least every lately every about every six months.
1: (laughs) They just cut them open and take their yeah,
0: kill them, cut them open, take the baby out, and the baby lives. So uh, country, yeah, this is U.S. (laughs) This is is America. Yeah, a lot of good stuff happens here. So yeah, that's so him using that explanation as the C-section, or he's saying that's because our heads are getting bigger.
1: Yeah, that's his hypothesis because well, do I don't know if they've measured you, heads well, since 190 whatever.
0: Do you know when a um yep. uh, uh the baby comes through the birth canal that sort of like the the woman's pelvis sort of like de sort of I want to say yeah, it, it kind of yeah comes apart, just sort of deaggregates. Yeah. It's scary when you think yeah. about it. Um and then you got to yeah. look at so what about what about um, other countries what about africa i think 99% of the the babies are probably born in naturally in india the same thing and when um, my kid was we were in the um, we were living in the san francisco bay area in the oakland berkeley thing so a big thing for people having babies at that in that community is uh, for especially if if you're a particular socioeconomic uh, educational class was natural childbirth. And there was um, women were of this class were very concerned about being able to have a natural childbirth and they would hire um, um, midwife, midwife. Thank you. Uh, that helped facilitate a home birth to ensure that they didn't do a hospital birth where they would, you know, be, you know, pressured into to have a cesarean. So it was like a thing where, where you, um, you know, it's, it was like a counter move by people of a certain class to ensure a natural childbirth. So it's like they're fighting for a natural childbirth against a system where you're saying 30% were cesarean yeah 32.2 to yeah be, well it's just 2017 this book's not okay nice. so that's it's probably close enough so it's, so this is a this is a, a system these these are women that are fighting against or are fighting back against a system that is saying that one in three of you have to deliver your baby by. there's no reason to deliver baby by cesarean uh there's special circumstances sure i have we have a friend that excuse me their, I think their baby was cesarean. I don't know. I do know somebody that had. Um, I gotta count. I gotta count the kids. Four kids, all of them cesarean. Yeah. But I think that was that was in Europe, and that was a um, a cultural thing. Yeah. So, well, like, what, women can be kind of
1: small, and sometimes it might be necessary. You know, but in that case, it is. But otherwise,
0: well, it's you know, I don't. It's difficult for the first one, and then after that, it, one of the things that's we're going to be talking about childbirth. One of like what shit happened or a goose. Yeah. <laughs> was, uh, uh what you'll notice? As my dad would say, is if you notice, I I'm not sure, and it's could be anecdotal. I think that a woman's hips get broader once they've given childbirth. Because of that de aggregation of the, the hip bones and so they'll sort of like accommodate. So if once you have the first child, your 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 pelvis sort of accommodates for childbirth and may even get bigger every time you give birth. So I don't know. Um it gets easier after the first one. That's all I can say. It's
1: important to note that thirty five to forty five percent of our demographic is women. Thirty five to forty percent of excuse me, thirty age thirty five to forty five. <laughs> That we have our women's demographic is higher. I don't know why, and so we apologize because we're not. Well, you're a PhD, but I'm. <laughs> yeah, and I'm actually talking about something that you know we know very little about. But
0: yes, and I we know enough to really hose it. So anyway, I've I've actually it's de- big head thing. I've actually delivered a baby. So really, yeah,
1: was that part of your training and yeah, no or did you no? Just... It's was not, not a train. it's yeah. not an airplane. Or it's an airplane. Or... I
0: helped deliver my baby, my son. Did you really? Yeah.
1: I I no kid Did she have natural childbirth? At yeah.
0: Home? Did it at home? Did the whole no hippie, drugs hippie no drugs? Did the whole hippie um, hippie Oakland Berkeley child have the baby at home, back bedroom of the house? I would never yeah. want to go through that again. So yeah, they even had every to bite. one of mine was screaming for drugs i mean
1: not just they give you the option to go fuck it i'd want the what do they call that
0: yeah it's the, drug that the put uh, directly into your back the, you the, the neural block i forget what it's called i forget what it's yeah called. the neural yeah, block no thing. give me drugs now all three of my
1: kids it was give me drugs now <laughs> no but they were all born that they were all born i don't want to say naturally but they were all born you know the yeah. regular way yeah no it was and not c-sec no c-sections Nope. And they're uh, small heads, probably. So yeah,
0: that's why they have little high voices now. Um, because they yeah. have tiny little yeah. heads. That's I've always wondered why their heads are so tiny. Tiny little, head. tiny little heads. they all their heads. Was... My
1: oldest, he's got a big head. He was the biggest. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yes, it maybe grew into so. it. <laughs> he had to grow into his head. Yeah, they're going to be like. Thankfully, <laughs> none of them ever watched this. No, they're not. You don't have to worry <laughs> about that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, my kid doesn't watch this. I need to talk about me on your show. about yeah. My head.
1: <laughs> Don't talk about my head on your show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about my large head on your show. It looks like a pumpkin. It's got satellites. <laughs> so, um what else did they talk about? Oh, he talked about so the the I'll take a look at the star child thing of hydrocephalus. Is, you know, I read about it. I looked I well, Wikipedia, which is Wikipedia, whatever, but yeah. I didn't, it's a source of all knowledge. Yeah, it's whatever they decide
1: to write. Yeah. they decide to put in there. But there was other articles I because I was curious about it. After this, it's fun because I can watch and then I'll go to another screen. I can look stuff up while they're talking about it and then get yeah. note of it. Well, but I'll it pull was, the
0: I'll pull the paper and take a look at it that I he published. Didn't find it particularly compelling
1: as a resource for actual could be extraterrestrial. Lots the like,
0: I don't know I I just I mean you can if it's just it's but standard like if it's a standard known mutation that causes that sort of deformity it's a no it's a nothing yeah. murder but that's what they decided yeah that's and decided. um uh Stephen Greer yeah he's angry he's mad at um is this he was referring to him. I was like
1: what is he why are well they Stephen not Greer
0: agree? said I mean, he was angry he's angry. <laughs> gary nolan's angry 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 uh stephen greer let me write this down star baby paper stephen greer says that gary nolan got bribed to suppress the information and gary nolan's gone well you know we had experts uh, and genetics is i mean looking at the mutations and the history of the mutations it's it's straightforward stuff unless they faked all the data and uh, which I'm sure they didn't do. And then uh, Stephen Gere says he got bribed and was given millions of dollars and stuff. Well, Gary Nolan is an extremely successful and well-funded publicly and privately professor at Stanford. And, and professors at Stanford basically just have money thrown at him. So he doesn't, he, yeah. you can't really, he doesn't strike me as the type of person that could be intimidated or bribed out of, you know, doing bogus research to suppress knowledge so i'm i'm uh i'll look at the paper i'll look at the mutations i'll i'll let you know what i think yeah it's thinking anybody could be
1: could be any number of reasons why he might do that but it he's well
0: he's fine (laughs) he's 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 solid he's solid (laughs) his research is solid he's he's his research is very technical he's not yeah and he and he emphasizes in his, his thing, he emphasizes you look at the data and you, you interpret the data and figure out what's going on. And you don't I mean that and you start from the data and you move forward. You don't start you don't and you developed your your hypothesis. You don't develop your your hypothesis or your bias and then try to make the data fit that. It can be fun, but you shouldn't you shouldn't and you can't do that and it becomes pretty obvious when you do stuff like that. So there is a lot of yeah. fakery and fudgery in science, but I don't think he's uh he's a very technical technical person, so I don't think there's any there's nothing his work is very the little bit that I'm familiar with it his stuff is very technical, it's very straightforward and it's there's you know. He is a yeah. very technical scientist because he's an instrument he develops instrumentation for very fine measurements of very small things so so what oh he talked about the uh what's that hard to say hard to say about the star child we'll look at the the star child star child i'll look it up we'll look at it we will get to that he did say he had materials and he's he sort of soft pedaled the uh, materials. I saw a previous interview with him. A little more it seemed a little more exciting at the time, but he was talking about the isotope ratios and the mag- magnesium from the um saucer explosion over a beach in Brazil. Right. But he has three samples that are that have good um chain of custody i'm not sure what to call it for coming from flying saucers and he said two of them look pretty straightforward and one of them had unusual isotope ratios and it doesn't really tell you any anything interesting beyond that but it's something it's and and i think he published a paper with valley on that maybe i'll take a look at i'll see if i can take a look at that so we'll do a review so, coming up in the future, maybe we'll do a little bit of a review of this stuff. I'll make a note of that too. Okay. Let's see if I can find the. Uh, I'll pull the Star Baby paper and I'll pull the Valley, um sample paper.
1: And you look, talked a little bit about the, um, you know, the injuries that have been reported when people come in contact with the UFOs.
0: Yeah, he, he was, uh, I guess he was asked to look at uh, MRI images or something of people that were exposed to this Havana syndrome thing. Yeah. And um, basically it just looks like, yeah, and then I guess there was related flying saucer type injuries. I'm really intrigued with that. And they had that other guy, I guess it said he had a report, wrote a report for the um, for Bigelow. It was in the news a while ago, yeah. and and I then the the only report was just sort of an anecdotal thing, and there's supposed to be specific cases, I, but we haven't really seen anything of this or anything significant of that. No, and there are historical, which I've we talked about previously. There are historical things that we've talked about in um, people getting injury, and I, I do I went through a list of that at some point. would you think of his statement that valley says it's like one thing pretending to be many things this was like something to do with um sort of like the skinwalker ranch yeah so that was a, Yeah that's
1: what it kind of refers to yeah skinwalker
0: gonna... ranch and then
1: yeah we want to talk I want to talk a little bit about blind frog blind frog ranch too while we
0: Yeah let's we'll let's Skywalker. let's jump into let's jump into um Blind Frog Ranch. So, well, I've just
1: started watching it. So, don't I've only watched like three episodes, but it's three episodes to me. It's you said it's fake, and that's fine, but it's much more at least the science is isn't well, the science itself. There is no science, they're just digging and diving, as far as I'm seeing.
0: I didn't say but, it was, I didn't say it was fake. Um, what I they are, well, they are pushing. They're doing the same thing that that um uh, Skinwalker Ranch is doing and they are are exaggerating. Right. They have um so you've seen the first three episodes. I've watched both seasons in the past. And the so what did you what did you see in these first few episodes? Well, the first three they
1: found what they're doing is they did a LIDAR, which was NASA assisted um scan of this area of the unitaw valley property that they have so this and is they have this is
0: near skinwalker and 20 miles away yeah i didn't okay. realize
1: when we were chatting about it before that it was so close to skinwalker it's only 20
0: miles away i didn't either i thought it was i knew it was in the area i didn't know it was that close yeah north okay.
1: east utah in the unitaw valley and they talk about skinwalkers and they've talked about, you know, the American Indians. They're discussing the the, the skinwalkers deal. Yeah. But they take this, and we're far enough into the show now, I can tell you the first thing that I've seen is that they're digging a the hole and they're trying to get to the, but the, anyway, this area they scan is all underground cave system. Yeah. It's entirely filled with water. Yeah. They dig the thing out. They put a tube in it. The tube collapses. Um. They dug another hole. They drilled another hole beside it, a little bit higher. And then that one, I guess, I don't know, did something. But they wouldn't let he wouldn't let his kid go. It's this guy and his kid and this group of team members. And uh, so he wouldn't let his kid go in. So they blew out the others, the original side, and got down into the cave system. They didn't go too far into the cave, but they found and you know what this ultimately ended up to be but i don't it looked like a looked like a you know it looked like a log cabin but it, they said it was a box i looked like it had ropes tying the logs together and they said you know obviously something since it was really bizarre to me i don't know if it's fake or not but it's really weird because this thing's all underwater now the theory is that the incas was it the incas or the mayans maybe the mayans
0: uh went, Aztec. Their, all their Aztec. Stuff, Aztecs, Aztec. Aztec. Aztec.
1: Aztec. That would make sense because Aztec um came up. They grabbed all their gold. And let's well, say all their gold, but a bunch of gold. And they came up and then they stowed it away underground somewhere. And the the legend is that they buried it in seven places underground somewhere. And so that's what these guys these guys are really just gold to me so far they're just cuz they got the gold trench that whatever that thing is that the the it's a it's a gas yeah. powered in a sluice slu- box sluice box it's a gold it's a sluice box yeah, so they found a couple nuggets and they found a when they were digging originally they found a coin which would, I thought looked like it was from whatever cent 18th century something like that and uh, you know, they kinda it was weird how they just randomly pulled up this coin. That reminded me of Skinwalker, how they just yeah. randomly found this coin. That's something that you bothers know,
0: that's, me that's about, uh, about that bothers me about this know. show is that there seems to be a lot of uh ledger, ledger de- domain, ledger your Um <laughs> things that things that can happen that um can make it look better. So I ra- it raises these questions. And the third episode, when you get to that, you can talk about the the next one. So they they've got. So I I remember a lot of the stuff. It's a it's a good show. I like it. I wish they'd keep doing it. Yeah, it's like Skinwalker. Yeah, we both like Skinwalker. Skinwalker. Yeah.
1: No, we don't like Skinwalker. So
0: (laughs) we love Skinwalker.
1: It's well, they don't have a science for us to laugh at and go, "You're not doing everything you can do to." Try to figure this out, or you're not. It's almost like they don't want you know. You like, mean the blind frog? Brian, blind frog. The is, blind frog is fine. Skinwalker sucks.
0: Yeah, blind so, blind frog confirm. has an area that has. It's like uh, Oak Island. It has a history. It has yeah. an archaeology, and they are trying to uncover and explore this history and archaeology. And my problem with the show is like this when they do the sluice box they find a few few nuggets of gold, few gold flakes or whatever which is fine that's intriguing and then they find a coin it's like okay all right um yeah i thought it was a little odd but yeah i go with it and the, and the the box that they found in the cave is uh to me it looks like an ore box that you would construct um as you're mining and to, to like throw ore in and later in episodes, they do analysis of these, these ore. and they got some fascinating, fascinating. They find some fascinating things, but some of the stuff they're they're pushing. Uh, the level of believability. And I think some of the stuff could be staged. Like the coin could be staged. The box is not staged. Um, so what else? You went to episode two, and... Yeah, I'm just
1: episode three. I think is as far as I went. Yeah, so not even what happened. Three,
0: I don't think. So what happened? To episode I, two. I was
1: at the end. Yeah, it's that was the I don't know, but I ended at the box where they found the box. All right, so episode three. So they, they... This is just
0: them digging. Yeah, most of it's just them digging well, here and there, and did did you punching through to the? They find the, the coins in episode three. You said they found a bunch of coins, Mormon we coins, not a
1: bunch of coins. No. Oh, it's there's, just the I've one. I've seen
0: one coin. Okay. I haven't gotten to
1: where they found a, a cache. Okay, of coins. Is there anything in the box I got to know?
0: Um, there's, there's <laughs> rocks in the box and they do get some out. I think, yeah, keep watching it. We'll talk about it more. I actually, I liked it. It reminds me of, um, Oak Island where you can, um, Oak Island is, has a fascinating history, and they keep sort of like pushing the envelope of belief. Oak, Oak Island mystery is not that big a mystery, I don't think, but they keep sort of like pushing the, well, we're going to find the treasure and all this other stuff. And Blind Frog Ranch is following that same pattern, but they're also, right. things things are happening that, that I think are staged. There was a, I saw the guy, at, um, he, there was that conference was up in that area and, uh, I saw a talk by this guy online, the guy, the blind frog ranch, the dad. Right. And he, or somebody was asking questions. He gave a talk and someone was asking, he, he gave a, a it was a strange talk. He's like, he knew a guy that there was like flying saucers and they, he's like healed somebody healed his daughter or something. Yeah, And he says that there's a lot of, uh, they have a lot of saucer activity, but they're like the cloud thing, like in Nope. This is before the movie Nope came right. out, so they're like just stationary, yeah. stationary clouds. So I hope they do. I, it hasn't come out yet, and uh, I would like to see more from Blind Frog Ranch and more I will from.
1: Mention, have you been watching Oak Island? You've been watching. No,
0: I, I saw know. the new season. I haven't turned it on. Have you watched it's, it? Um, he, they felt, yeah, I watched a little
1: bit. If Debbie turns it on. I'm like, I don't really like this show you know I don't but she's like let's find out what happens yeah yeah. we'll just skip over to the latest episode and they put a they brought in a mining company and they put a Hmm. big metal sleeve in the forget what they call the area it's almost like a little garden but it's got water in it yeah I don't know what they call it and they put they dug it out and they put this sleeve and they plan on doing stairs you know wooden stairs down the Middle of the sleeve, so they can walk down to the different levels. They'll pump out water, probably. I'm guessing. Okay. And then, so I don't know. I haven't seen them find anything. Which this whole show is a disappointment. It's... I'm a. Sur- I am. I'm surprised.
0: It's been going on. For people ten... have hung on this lawn. It's ten years, right?
1: It's. Think of the insanity of it all. Yeah. people yeah. have. They've found nothing. I yeah. mean, like a button or a little like they found here a coin. Look at this coin. Or they found this, you know, looked like a piece to a ship. It could have been a ship metal. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, they, there's, you all, there's they got a metal detector on there.
0: There's that area was a, it was a, it's obviously there was something big going on there, four, oops, four hundred years ago. I mean, and we're talking. Yeah, you're gonna find stuff. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you're gonna find a hole.
1: There's. There it was, was Mike, it might have been too busy to hide anything there. It's like, we can't hide our stuff here. The people are all over the place. So, you never know. But, you know, it's hard to say. It is hard to <laughs> but say. But they're not finding, they keep saying they're going to find the holy grail and they're going to find the menorah or whatever. They're going to find, oh, the, um, anyway, they're the
0: menorah. The,
1: yeah, whatever. The gold menorah. Or, a, you know, it's like they got all this because they think the Knights Templar have been there. And it, wow. it's bizarre that they've hung on. And people like, they, I gave up seasons ago. I'm like, oh, come on. You got to be kidding.
0: Yeah. And, it's you know, um, people
1: still watch. It's popular enough where people are still. Oops. Yeah, I'm trying to. I, I, they've got to be surprised. I can't believe people still watch this. Just keep sending me the check.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, they're making money. <laughs> they're making money off it. So it's it's yeah. yeah it, I like it,
1: this one. I like Blind Frog. Blind Frog though, it's I like the care characters, you know, I like them. And yeah,
0: keep keep to know what they're doing. Keep watching it, and we'll talk about it. It um. Yeah. It is. uh they, they have an intriguing area. It's like. Oak Island's an intriguing area with an intriguing history and they could if if they explore the history rationally and try not to gimmick it up too much uh, yeah I think they got something real interesting going on there I don't know if it involves aliens there's going to be uh, cool stuff they will find cool stuff and maybe even some treasure and that's that's the whole thing just but I, I they've done two seasons. That first season was beginning of this year. And so they would have filmed this summer because it's up in that area. It's like um uh, Skinwalker yeah, closed for the winter. Skinwalker yeah, Ranch is down. Skinwalker Ranch filmed this summer and they'll be out next year and hopefully Blind Frog Ranch will come out next year too. That would be cool. I would look I would look forward to both of those. And I do like Skinwalker Ranch. And I do like to critique their their Presentation of the events that happen at the site as we'll do as we will do <laughs> um well we were going to talk about is there anything interesting we so this has been a year of episodes and yes
1: it has been
0: so we've have been learning how to YouTube and struggling with Learning things about UFOs from the old literature. Uh, we talked a lot yeah, about. We've talked about.
1: My favorite. Flatlanders.
0: Flatlanders. Flatlanders is cool. Uh, we spent more time than we probably should have talking about Ruppelt's book, which yeah, I, I read really. Through every chapter. Yeah, the report <laughs> on unidentified flying objects. I want to read this again. I think this book is worth. Uh, by Edward J. Ruppelt, former head of the Air Force Project Blue Book. Oh uh, I, I yeah, I think this is worth reading two or three times. Did you know did you know Close
1: Encounters actually had Heineck Yeah. in it?
0: Yeah. You can see him
1: at the I end. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Corey at work said I didn't I've it's years since I've seen it. He goes, Yeah, he's <sighs> right when the thing takes off or lands or whatever at the end, he's standing there. Yeah, I, I just went, oh, I,
0: I have it on DVD. I rewatched it. Um uh, months ago. He's there. um, We talked about uh I think we talked about James D. McDonald, although that might have been last year. Heinick, there's more to talk about by Heinick, um which has written books. Heinick who went from Project Blue Book advisor, technical advisor, debunker to someone who was saying something is going on here. Uh talked about Carl Sagan, who was a big UFO debunker where I learned that Sagan and Hynek had parallel careers, parallel at, you know, PhD and at University of Chicago. Both of them did work at Yerkes University. Both of them went into academia. Both of them were celebrities for, you know, for the time. Hynek was a celebrity in the uh, 50s and 60s as an astronomer and Sagan became a celebrity, I think in the late sixties, early seventies, parallel paths, parallel careers. And one, you know, and Heineck underwent this transformation of, I don't, to saying something interesting is going on here. And Sagan could never, never get beyond, um, that this is nothing, which is a disappointment for me. Uh, having pothead, right? Pothead, Pothead. Yeah. That's why he talked the way he did. Oh uh, yeah, he was baked half the time. <laughs> he was really he was a he was a doper. Yeah, Sagan was baked half the time. Um, I saw him talk twice. I saw a talk with him where I sat um, probably less than ten feet away. I could smell the patuli oh, oil. Smelled, I could smell it's the patuli and the marijuana on it. No, I couldn't. But yeah, <laughs> seen him talk twice in person. Sat ten feet away at. Um, uh, SETI project headquarters in Menlo Park I think and uh, had a front row seat it was saved for me and uh, yeah it's good talk interesting talk loved hearing him he's great great communicator great teacher great c- communicator maybe hey, yeah, I give you some
1: 50 bucks and has to go buy a lid for him
0: <laughs> and he goes, if it's he be this
1: much, that's a lid. If he had, I would have <laughs> tried. If he had, I was, yes, sir. Yes,
0: Dr. Sagan. Give me a few minutes. I'll see if I, and then I would have, and then I would have drove <laughs> over. It. Hey, out there, it was easy. You just drive out to East Palo Alto. It's like a drug. Uh, it used to be the that's where all the um, rich people in the, um, the Silicon Valley go and got their drugs. You just drive over to East Palo Alto and, guys are standing on the corner, give you whatever you want. Wow. So yeah. Yeah. It's like, they got to have, you got to have the poor neighborhood in the, uh, you know, that where all the drugs are available for the um, rich guys to get their, their stuff or their, um, their minions to go buy their stuff. (laughs) All right. So the last thing I want to do is I want to talk about a book that I just bought. And since we're going back to the moon, I've gotten interested in the Apollo program and I've been picking up some books. So I just picked up this book called Apollo, the race to the moon by Charles Murray and Catherine Bly Cox. And if you're on YouTube, you can see a picture of the cover if I can figure it out. There you go. And I bought this from a, um, one of those online book places that probably have millions of books for used books for sales. So this is perfectly random occurrence and this book was published in 93 so this is Simon & Schuster 1989 this is not is this a first edition? I don't think this is a first edition but the, the book, I got the book And it was supposed to be a library book, and it says a used library book. I said, "Okay, that's cool. Used library books, okay. I just want to read it." And I open it up, and it's got two pages in here. Just got all this writing in here, and I'm like, "Oh crap!" I got, you know, I, you know, and this book was was, you know, you pay money for a book, and I hate it when there's writing in the book by other people. It's like, oh, because it's so distracting. And I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at the name on here, and I'm going, "God, I can't," you know. Can't figure out the name. And I finally figured the name out. And it says, I'm going to read the dedication and I'm going to read what's written in here. And it says to Gene and Steve Brock from Betty Ann and Chris Kraft, September 2nd, 1991. And Chris Kraft was the project manager, the initial project manager for uh, the Apollo program. So he was the guy that ran the, ran the show. i got a picture of him in here. So he was uh, the embodiment of flight operations. When Mercury began, Chris Kraft was the frustrated young Langley engineer with an ulcer. By the time the Apollo flights began, he was synonymous with mission control and the model of flight controller cool that everyone else tried to emulate. So, and if you're on YouTube, there's a picture of Chris Kraft. So, and then he wrote, he wrote in this book, um, this narrative of the Apollo program, I'm told by Betty Ann, who is his wife, is a very good one. I have not yet read it, and I should point out that I was never interviewed by the author. I have scanned some parts and found some errors. And he actually underlined, did some underlining in, underlining in the first chapter. Just, I think, people that he knew. I'm told by many that he and some of my colleagues tried to make a hero of me. I think he means the author. That part, I can assume, you can only... Can You can only come about because of the total commitment of the people I worked for and that helped me get the job done. We were all privileged to have been allowed to take part in this fantastic adventure. I thank the Lord every day that he put me in the right place at the right time And then gave me the support to help get it done, Chris. So that is so cool. That is all an original hand. Yes, (laughs) this is absolutely shocking to get something like this. And I'm pretty valuable. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's like why someone would even give this away to like one of these massive book redistributors, seller, used bookshops. Who's the Brock? You mentioned the Brocks in the beginning. I, I. I don't know. I tried to look up some names. I couldn't find it. I'm figuring there's some friends. Um. Yeah. I actually tried a little bit cuz he's got several kids. I looked around to see if his kids were around to like on Facebook or something and I, I was going to like DM him. I can't figure out who his kids are, where they are. I got the names, What'd but you can for... Would you pay for it? I paid 38 bucks for this. And these well, that's worth a lot more than that. These books sell I mean that was <laughs> I got to say, this is so funny. I bought this book because at the time, it was the cheapest one I could find. And <laughs> now I, I went online again and looked recently. And you can find cheaper. You can find it for 20-something bucks. So if this... Not signed. 26, yeah. But it didn't say it was signed. It said it was a used library book. But I can't... Yeah, but the, they didn't
1: know. They didn't look.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was weird. And I'm just... Uh, I can't imagine i'm assuming that this brock whoever he was died because all these guys are dead now and um the kids just cleaned out everything and donated stuff and it just worked its way to me and somebody who's like reading about the uh sort of reading about the apollo program are the aliens landing what are you doing uh, there's two dogs on my lawn there's dogs on the ground are I they make There's dogs out there there's dogs on a, are, they dogs, are, are they, they on are they on a leash are they just running rampant yeah, in your they're, neighborhood they're, they're
1: attached to someone
0: oh on your lawn and they're they're letting their dog poop on you your lawn lo- i want to make sure they don't do that because you know, yeah. dirty
1: here said we gotta shoot somebody just for shitting on your lawn we used no. to
0: have um where we used to live in oakland there was this lady that that lived around the corner, and she talked like Marge Simpson because she smoked, <laughs> and she was like friends with all the cops, the like the beat cops in the neighborhood, and she'd like have them in for coffee, and she was like head of the neighborhood watch and stuff. And right next to our driveway, there was this area, and I was always going out there, and I was always we had like a planter area, little strip. and I was always going out there somebody would let their dog crap in this, this strip. And, you know, on the, it was week, a man. I
1: thought it was a person.
0: That was the other side of the driveway. This was on, this was the on the shooter. Yeah. This was a bad shooter. This is the, this was on the other side, this side. Okay. Somebody always, this was, this was the, this was the lesser of two evils. So somebody would always have their dog this crap the dog. in this planter area next to the driveway. And I'd always be out there and, you know, I'd clean it up and, um, so my office there was over the garage and looked over this area, which is when I, which is why I was able to discover the mad shitter and the this other thing. <laughs> so the um, the uh, this lady, this lady, this Marge Simpson lady would walk her dog and let her dog shit in the uh, next to the planter in the driveway. So I'm in my office and I I'm, I can look out over the street and I had a view and I could see the hospital and 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 hang on. So uh, I noticed the lady walking by. So I was like, I get up and I look. And so it's like, this was her routine. She'd walk the dog and the dog was shit in the same spot every time she walked the dog. So I'm like, I I get up and I look out the window and she sees me. And then she starts dragging the dog and the dog's like (laughs) squatting. (laughs) so (laughs) So she's dragging this dog that's in this squat, like, you know what are you doing Why this is what we always do wait i go i felt so sorry for the dog this is like marge simpson who was the uh the neighborhood watch lady who kept an eye out for crime and would have the cops over and was not a very good neighbor oh and she'd also report people for like petty shit to get the city on them. anyway yeah Fun stuff. And the other side was the, the guy, I think he would go to the hospital once a week for his meds or something. Really um, loud, schizophrenic guy. And then he would I'd come back from the hospital and then have to crap really bad. And he'd always go on our side yard. So I felt sorry for him too. I eventually had to in, in place measures to discourage that, which is basically just trimming the bushes back so it was more open so sad very sad state of state of california
1: didn't, didn't you confront somebody in the backyard there
0: yeah know, yeah a, it was a guy had tweeter. robbed guy had robbed a local de- drug dealer of a bunch of money and um yeah that was another story but not today <laughs> yeah so fun times. I liked I liked living there. I love the house, love my neighbors, good neighbors, good neighborhood. But I mean it's a yeah. You're living in l you're living in the in the lawless frontier of California. And you're you're you are you are you you're getting more and more of that now, I hear where you live. living. Not necessarily where I am, but it's
1: in the vicinity. Yeah, close enough. You know, just the well you know here a few blocks it, away. Yeah. The river is pretty bad. They've got a homeless camp. There's a little island there. That how do my they wife get? Posted.
0: How do they get to the island?
1: Do they swim? Or they did, have a little raft. They, they rafting? Raft wow, I like that. So they set up a encampment on the island in the river, and That's my cool. wife <laughs> he takes a picture of it and sends it to the uh, Facebook of the responsible area there. Yeah, know? yeah. This is what's going 'cause they're spo- they're stating that they're cleaning up the area and, well it doesn't look like it has to do a very good because now we, we have a city here on an island, you know, at the uh, park here. They're all and then comment comments will ensue supporting and supporting the homeless. There is that they're not homeless though. they're the unhoused now. They're we have unhoused. a time un- unhoused. They're unhoused, unhoused. now, yes. Yes. I mean I don't wanna, you know, anything can happen
0: to anybody at any given time, so I'm not gonna disparage um,
1: the situation.
0: But we are an amazingly I'm gonna give my political viewpoint here. We are an okay, amazingly, amazingly wealthy country and we piss yeah. our tax dollars away in the most egregious and horrible ways possible. We spend a trillion dollars on the military. We've given a hundred billion dollars to the Ukraine, which could have solved all our homeless problems in this country. Yeah, and it just they just hand it to the Ukraine, which I hear they have uh, have some bad people there that are. I am not going to use the word, but uh, apparently don't subscribe yeah. uh, to democratic um, values. Not uh, that Russia does, to- but uh, Ukraine apparently has been seems pretty bad to me. But you know. I don't know much. So
1: <laughs> anybody could be any saying anything about anything, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but that's the problem. But we have uh like I said, you got a homeless problem, 100 million dollar, 100 billion dollars uh, could have put could have helped a lot of people in this country and they just handed they yeah. they hand they don't even blink. It's just like here. But then they ask yeah. for money for um services for the citizens of this country and it's like a big fight we don't have the money well you know yeah you do
1: and a lot of this is because of mental health
0: issues and that yeah way with uh reagan or whatever they reagan abolished the mental health system in this country where they had and uh basically turned it over to um uh yeah i know a lot about this because i am my my, you know, ex- past experiences and the, yes. uh, in, in the system, man. No, but the, uh, um, Reagan initiated this. Now New York is trying to implement, uh, uh, re-implement the old system that was in place in the U.S. They're talking about making moves to do that. I doubt they'll be able yeah. to do that because of, they'll be sued to, and sued and re-sued and, and, uh, they won't be allowed to, um, Deal with it in a logical and sane way. Yeah, Marka. Yep. So, so that, that's it. No. So that's it for today. The politics that's was it. saved that's to, to the end.
1: They're political. your political corner <laughs> to the end.
0: The uh, but, yeah. The uh, YouTube will put a banner on us. They'll, they're gonna yeah. suppress That'll our algorithm. We're gonna suppress their yeah. algorithm, and the FBI is gonna yeah. put us on a on a list. Just like they did on yeah. Twitter. So anyway. Yep.
1: Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Probe Podcast. We welcome questions, comments, or requests to AlienProbePodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook. Check out our website. It has all our episode on alienprobe.net. Twitter and Instagram at Alien Probe Pod. Like and subscribe to YouTube at Alien Probe Podcast. Thanks to our senior producer, Robert Anthony. Hollywood
0: Robert, we like to call him. JFK. And of course, Dr. Bill. JFK <laughs> show. Another JFK show. Yeah. We'll um, be doing
1: another JFK show, which we won't be able to attach any advertising to, but banner. We'll
0: do it anyway. Put a banner. <laughs> um yeah, we gotta do a JFK show and uh I'll be back in January. So Bill
1: will be off for a couple of weeks and we'll yes. have some fill in episodes and
0: um We'll keep her rolling. All right. Thanks for listening. Watch the skies. Watch the skies.